I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome and Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Mike Shove, Adam Krautwurst in the deep end on this Tuesday night, December 26th. We are into week 17 in the NFL season, which means, of course, Fantasy football finals. Home leagues are going to wrap up. At least sane ones will wrap up before uh, week 18. Have you been in one of those? I was in one of those. I don't have much of a story, but I'm no longer in it. Uh, And, of course, tournament play. Millions will be doled out in fantasy football within a week from tonight. Let's see if we can't help you, you know, finish the job. Start sit questions. We'll look at some of our more successful teams and talk about certain topics here along the way. Mike and Adam. Thanks for watching and listening. YouTube tonight, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you check us out, we appreciate it. This is The Deep End. I actually have been in a league that did a week 17 on, or week 18 now, whatever, on, on accident. It's actually a Draft Sharks run league about 10 years ago. Uh, and it was a buddy of mine that was like, Hey, we need another guy, 12th man. And, uh, I forget who set up the league, but they forgot to change the setting to, you know, one week less. And so, uh, you know, after week 17, he had not won. And then week 18 or 16, whatever it was back then, uh, it still went one more week and he demanded, I'm like, dude, no league runs this long. Like, no, no, no. The league rules stay. And of course he wins because he was in second and comes back and wins. But, uh, he is no longer in the league. So uh, that's it. That's all there is to say about the lesson. The lesson is always if you feel like anything untoward has happened, get out. There are too many leagues. Get out. I mean, probably literally millions of leagues. You should be able to find one where you don't have to question, you know, arguments ensue. And is this fair? Is this cheating? Just uh, once at the most. Once at the most. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, um, like anybody, up and down. Right. The season has been like that. You get you play a lot of best ball. We draft all spring and summer, then the tournament teams and you have everything. Hopefully the one thing you might not have is a chance at this point anymore. But you're definitely going to have teams that bombed out. Some of them were never in it. Some of them went to Monday night football, maybe in the last drive uh, in Baltimore, San Francisco. Who knows? But we'll highlight some of our more successful teams here and cross our fingers for the upcoming week. 
Also, uh, before we do that, Adam, how about a look at the Deep End Invitational one week to the Deep End Invitational will never go to week 18. And never. if the rules say that, we, we don't <laughs> care. If the rules say it, we don't care. Our friends right. at Go Bills have led pretty much wire to wire. This is their division. It's division two out of four. So the draft was the second of the four consecutive nights. They have a near 300-point lead over Dwayne McFarland. So, of course, they have their own division wrapped up. I have Billy Muzio's name on mine, so I had access to the uh, four divisions, but I'm not actually in this one. So, Go Bills. I mean, they didn't have the main event success this year, but come on, they won the last two. Yeah, I mean, if they're like the best, they're you got to you got to give it to them. They're like the best players in the whole world. They won the back-to-back main event. Now they're about to win. They they did win. They have a massive lead. You can't catch them. The toughest single entry tournament in the world, I think, is the Deep End Invitational. Everyone's a super sharp drafter, so the sharpest around. Um, and so, yeah, they walked away with this thing. Just took a quick leak, a quick peek at Division Four. That is Mike Leone in the lead. He is second overall by 107. So is that safe? Go Bills, 107. Um, I think so. I mean, Go Bills seems good. It's not like they're like crawling across the fifth finish line. And here is Division Three, where you have taken the lead finally. A frustrating, just every year it's just uphill. You're almost there. You can barely, you can see the top of the mountain, but you can't quite reach it. One week to go, you lead Chad Schroeder by ten. Yeah, it's just nice to be. So I've been chasing Chad for three years now. It's been every time we're in a league together, I can't quite catch him. He came in first overall in the Deep End Invitational. Back then, it was a draft Shark Invitational. Um, two years ago, I came second overall in the entire thing and got nothing because I finished behind him. Finally catch him in the Deep End Invitational. Super excited to get my, hopefully, hold on tight, Fantasy Pros uh, entry next year. And here is Division One. Mine, I'm in seventh. This has not been my year. And it, Ben Gretsch is the leader. This has been close. Louis G has had the lead. Jay Reed has had the lead. Jared Smola right behind. But Ben has a 29-point cushion exactly with one week to go. Good season for him. Yeah, great season for him. Great season uh, for everyone. Th- again, thanks, everyone, for, for for being a part of this, taking time out of your busy – I mean, this is middle of August, busy week. It is It is a free roll, but, you know, the, the, the overall champ will get a main event entry next season. That'll be Go Bills. Like, they need another one of those. And all the league champs will get a Fantasy Pros entry. So that'll be really cool. And maybe we'll do something fun with it. Maybe we'll draft those live or or online or something or whatever, and figure out something to do with that. But yeah, it's been it's been a wild year. Even uh, Anthony says Herbert and Allen stacks got him there, but also kept them out. I feel like there's a lot of that. Every last year it was Diggs, Devontae, Adams, one two turn teams that just got everybody there and then kept everybody from winning money because they weren't very good. But uh, but this year, man, there's a lot of the injuries, a lot of the you know kind of the players falling off here at the end. That's just uh, it's 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 happened so much that we're just like we don't even care about it anymore. Like, oh, Jamar Chase, oh, he's out for the last month of the year. <laughs> like, no, it's just another thing, right? It depending on whether you're playing best ball or not, um, easier or harder to get through it. Turned out in week sixteen, you needed Amari Cooper, um, maybe even George Pickens, who would have been drafted all the time in best ball, but maybe not in lineups of course, and then Brees Hall in week 16 as well. There would be teams with Hall and Cooper on them from the 3-4 turn. That was pretty commonly where those two players would go, but who knows if they made it, right? I mean, neither guy had a great season, and that's just the best ball world. Uh, You're trying to get through weeks 
with players that, you know, haven't been very good. And then hopefully in week 17, they can carry you because you're the only one standing with them on your roster. Yeah, that's right. I think, was it uh, Adam Levitan that said, like, you want your worst teams to get through? Like, you just want, like, the worst, most hideous thing you've ever seen. Like, how did this team get in? Oh, but look, no one else has these terrible players. And um, this was a really cool (laughs) week for fantasy because it was normally like when you look at these like tournaments, right? At the end of the year and you see like the teams at the top, they've all got a lot of the same guys. It's now again, you'll see a lot of Christian McCaffrey teams at the top of all these tournaments. But this last week, there were like six dudes that put up like 35 plus or whatever that just went. Yeah. You had your Puka Nakua's, your George Pickens, your Brees Halls, your Amari Cooper. I mean, there were so many. So now you look at the top of these leagues, at the top of these tournaments, you just see so many different teams, so many different builds. You're li- so many different teams are live now. Obviously, underdog. <clears throat> excuse me. It starts over every single week, but a lot of these tournaments don't. It's cumulative scoring. So, like a lot of your teams, if you're in 19th, 20th, whatever, as long as you're not 100 points back, maybe if you're 30, 40, 50, you might be live because your team uh, has so many players that maybe the team in front of you doesn't. Obviously, Hawkinson goes down. That's that. That's no good. Waddle mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there's going to be that type of business in there now too, but. Uh, it was a really cool and fun week, uh, for me at least, uh, for fantasy this, this this last week. Well, let's turn our attention to where you're standing here in a couple of the bigger ones. I know FFWC, you've had it. Is it with Jack? With Jack Colsheen, yep, yep. Um, and he this is, team is contended. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh, one of the sharpest guys out there. He, he drafts almost solely at the FFWC. He came in second overall last year and was going to – um, absolutely crush first place, but obviously Bill's Bengals, he had like a big, uh, he had like three or four guys left in that game with only like nine points to cover or something. Sorry, Jack, mm. if you're listening and I'm hurting your feelings, but, um, but he's, he's super, super sharp. So, uh, him and I have been, uh, co-owning teams over there. And if you see, actually, I got I gotta have a solo team here, uh, draft guide that's in 19th actually. So I have, I, which is a completely different team if we want to look at that too. But, um, so yeah, here is a lot of, we are in fifth place right now. Um, overall, uh, we are 30 points back and this is for 150 K and I can pull up the lineup here. This is a uh, Brees hall Gibbs. You'll see Gibbs in a lot of my teams. And this lineup has already been set for this, for, for, for this week. So yeah, that's why you'll see Roshan Johnson in there. Uh, because, uh, CD lamb, JSN, Zay flowers, Rahid Shahid, Laporta. Last week we started waddle over Roshan. Obviously Roshan was never, we were never going to start Roshan, but um over waddle but it's just the situation that we are in now unfortunately with waddle's injury um and it was an interesting thing here mike being once you get to like this point in the tournament it's interesting because you know we were we're we're fifth but i think three of the teams in front of us also have waddle and he's playing the, the ravens and we were considering benching waddle for any other player to try to gain on that field hoping that they would start waddle and we could have another live player to kind of attack their hoping Waddle will have a down game against the Ravens. So mm-hmm. this was kind of a, a, a punch in the gut, knowing that like no one's going to start him now because he's out with a high ankle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we're live. The teams ahead of us are like Lamar Jackson, CMC teams. Um, so we have seven or eight live players uh, going against the guys. There's, there's an Amari Cooper, Joe Flacco team ahead of us that hopefully uh, won't be hanging around for very, very much longer. So, um, Jets, uh, Browns, Jets. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 exciting to kind of be here 
and be within 30 points of 150K. You have seven or eight live players, but unfortunately, none of them is Christian McCaffrey. That's uh, correct. <laughs> correct. You, you and I had to fade McCaffrey. It's not advisable in the Mastiff. We had a look at a, a finals space in the Mastiff with Go Bills, and it was possible last night, but needed Ayuk and not McCaffrey, and it went the other way. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get it. And listen, I. I. I got some big money leagues left this this week. I'm super excited. I'm happy to be here. But if these don't go correctly, it could be a it could be a bad year. Like that's how it works at high stakes, man. You get down there, you get to the money weeks. If you don't hit those money weeks, it could be a really bad year. And a lot of that has to do with me not having Christian McCaffrey. It's just mm-hmm. a guy that like I didn't have a lot of top picks, and when I did, I was going receiver. And Justin Jefferson is incredible. He's been awesome <laughs> when he plays, mm-hmm. but he got hurt. And it's amazing that Christian McCaffrey, a guy that's near and dear to my heart, helped me come in the top five in the FFPC main event in 2019. It's amazing that he has, hasn't missed a snap. I mean, the guy, the guy couldn't stay healthy for three years and he hasn't missed a snap and he's been sensational. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, it's just been, it's been really, really fun. You know, I, I it was very much the same. Naturally, you and I talk all the time. And if I had a pick, I have a main event team where we pick second, bare knuckle, I picked second. I took chase in both. Yeah. But I don't think that was bad. I tend to want to bet against age. So I was never taking Eckler in the middle. And I think that that was right. And so ended up that on a team like the Niners with an older running back and so many other different ways to score that I was off McCaffrey mostly. And um, here we are, right? I mean, those are not, um, <laughs> most of those teams have not survived. It's funny how one player can make that kind of a difference. But when surrounded by guys that, you know, Cooper Cup or another, did not get the job done in fantasy this year it can be a huge edge. Tyree Kill really did. And I would say maybe of the top five, excluding Travis Kelsey, not thinking about tight end premium, the one closest to a bad pick would have been Cup because he's older too, off injuries. Stafford's durability was an unknown. He's actually made it. But um, Cup was the one. Cup over Hill, I think I look at that as a mistake. Yeah, I mean – you also, who saw Puka and Akul coming in and take it all? Like, even when Cup's been healthy and good, Puka's been awesome um, or even better. So it's like, who kind of saw that coming? You still like that potential for those 30-point weeks because he had a big one, not last week, but the week before that. So that's always good. Um, while we're on the topics of like, uh, well, we have a, first we have a, a start-sit question here from Todd. He's in the FFWC mid-stakes. Mm. Uh, it's an all-play. It's, it's similar to what, you know, this type of tournament and everything. Starting quarterback Lawrence Stroud or Browning going here into the final week. Um, do you have a, do you have a gut feeling on any on any of those yet, Mike? Well, of course, this decision could be made for you. Correct. If Stroud and Lawrence missed, the Jaguars signed Matt Barkley off the Giants practice squad to their active roster today on a Tuesday. So I wonder if they're not worried about Lawrence Stroud. I mean, fingers crossed. We need to see him back. He's fun. Otherwise, uh, Browning, of course. But if you do have the option of all three. Stroud. Stroud. If he's back, Collins yep. is back. They're playing yep. Tennessee uh, at home. I could. I feel like that's the, that's the move. Lawrence has just not had very many good weeks this year, and he hasn't been hurt all year. So he's down some skill players too. I think I would go Stroud there pretty easily if they were all active. Completely agree, with, especially with with Nico healthy. Um, let me ask you a quick question here before I pull this down. 
Um, I got, you know, some things to obviously consider here. Waddle's out, so I can't really go that that route. You know, if Brian, if I have Brian Robinson healthy, Chase Brown is the guy I feel like, like, mm. I don't love any of these options. Brian Robinson, Roshan. I was hoping last week would be Roshan week. It wasn't. And, and they might get Foreman back. Chase Brown to me might be the guy over Brian Robinson against the Niners. You got Chase Brown against Kansas City again. They might have to throw a lot. He didn't do a ton last week, but he's got that, you know, I mean, this is just such a terrible decision to have to make, but he's got that, you know, screen pass to the house type of upside. What what, what does your gut tell you on, on any of those three running backs there? I agree on Brown. There's do you get special teams points? Because he's no. also on uh, special yeah, teams. Touchdown, touchdown, yep. Yeah. Um, I think there's some there's some juice there. You could end up at Jeffrey Wilson. Adam Mo- Mostert is hurt, wearing out. They they're not gonna have Waddle, and they throw the ball the ball to Wilson. So you know, maybe if you like, feel like the possibility of the Dolphin Raven game not going off like last year's version did necessarily. Right. I think that was 87 points, but right. if you get over 50 in this game, you might end up sort of falling into some points with Wilson. I wouldn't rule him out. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a player that no one around me has. So it's like if they can just get me 10 to 12, it's one of those like, you know, gosh, can if you can get me 10 to 12, I'd be like super, super stoked <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, no, that's just, I, I, I think if Brian Robinson is active, I think we might have to go that route be just because of the, the shot at like a fall in touchdown, even though it is the, the, the Niners, but mm-hmm. it's just an ugly, <laughs> you know what I'd be chasing 150 K with that. And, you know, an interesting thing about the FFWC is you can start up to five receivers. So that's what we've been rolling. We've been rolling with, with Gibbs and Brees Hall and then five receivers. Um, and that's been it. So Saturday night, Mike, is the night. Interesting week this week, too. No Monday night football, right? right. So there's that no, like, 24-hour, hey, does do you want to chop, um, you know, 150K situation? <laughs> um, and no sweat. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a like an F1 race on Sunday. It's going to start. And before you know it, millions, trillions of dollars are going to be handed out by the, by the end of the night. And Saturday night for me, Mike, is, is Lamb. And uh, and Gibbs yes. and Laporta, I said like I'll know by Saturday night if they if they don't do well, I know I'm done. And so, or if they smash, I know I'm live. So I, it's going to be Saturday night's the night. Let's go. Well, those are great guys to have. You're in a great spot with those three. Detroit at Dallas. You know, really watch it carefully if you can afford to on Sunday. Not only is there no Monday night game, but I believe. There are only three four o'clock games, and then the one Sunday night game, which is Green Bay and Minnesota. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much Green Bay and Minnesota is going to be in your top ten here. So right. maybe a little, maybe a little. But thinking about your point that you know, are you going to be able to spend the whole day Monday negotiating with the other teams around you, just in case you know somebody wins, somebody loses? Yeah, you don't have that, but you could have pretty good information by four o'clock yeah. on Sunday toward how this is going to end. Could be something worth doing. Checking the teams around you. How many teams do they? How many players do they have? If the Miami Baltimore game is early, the Buffalo game is early. I think it might be ten games that are early on Sunday. Yeah. Well, so FFWC looking good. Good luck to your other team too. Tell me about that one another time. Um, underdog. Yes. So man, I almost uh, everybody who plays underdog pretty much has tons of drafts, and you squeak through and maybe you get lucky in 15 and then you're just like oh i gotta win first out of 16 again in best ball <laughs> mania some tournaments there are more forgiving 
including this team of mine from the Dalmatian. I meant to check if the Dalmatian is a single entry tournament. You don't happen to know. I meant to check that. I don't I know what's I, the entry, Mike. One hundred and one. Okay, I don't think it is. Then normally the the higher entry ones are the single entries, but um, I'll check here because I, I meant to check to see because I know I only entered one team, and there was a Dalmatian two, and I think I only entered one team on the Dalmatian two. Anyway, in week sixteen, it's top two out of six, and these guys made it. So I'm into the forty person final with this team. Lamar Jackson, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett. Sounds like no Kenny Pickett, but we've made it this far. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, Rashad White, Khalil Herbert, Devin Singletary. Man, Rashad White paid off. Yeah. Did, did you? Did we miss that? I mean, it was thought that he could get a lot of volume, but did not expect this. Did not expect this level of efficiency from the Buccaneers, where he'd be in good positions to sh- score short touchdowns. They, of course, don't have anybody else in his way. So. What great value in the, what, ninth round or so for Rashad White? Maybe eighth? eighth. Yeah. Eight, oh, yeah. Underdog was certainly going oh, going a little bit later because it's so receiver crazy. But, yeah. I mean, listen, I'll give it to Nelson Souza. He's a guy that had – he was high on Rashad White. He was high on, like – there was three backs in the mid-rounds that he was high on that could be, like, um, kind of those explosive backs that could, you know, change the course of your team. One of them was Miles Sanders. Uh Obviously didn't hit that, but the other one was Rashad White. I forget who the third one was, but under the premise of young backs can can catch, can run, might be the number one guy no matter what on their team. Um, and I didn't have a lot of Rashad White because I was more of a hey, I think Sean Tucker's pretty good. He ended up doing mm. nothing. Uh, but no, that's 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 excellent value there and um an excellent piece because he's been awesome. Barkley, Mixon, White, Khalil Herbert. Herbert, yeah, oh, let's go. Counted, he's live. Counted for me in week 16 and Devin Singletary. Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Brown. There's Amari Cooper, 46 underdog points in that game against Houston. And almost all of it was air yards. Just an incredible day for yeah. him. JSN, Hollywood missed the game. Odell Beckham, Rashi Rice. None of these guys counted last week. Romeo Dobbs did. And then love having Curtis Samuel at the bottom. He's been leaned on tight ends, Pat Fryermuth and Isaiah Likely, who counted for seven points. So... This is a team that clearly, unlike most of my best ball mania teams, where I put week 17 squarely in the spotlight, there's not a lot of that here. The three-headed Baltimore stack, Lamar Jackson, Beckham, and likely no Dolphins uh, for this game. There's a little bit with Pittsburgh and Seattle, uh, the game you were so high on, Adam, right when the schedule (laughs) came out. I forgot about that. It all comes down to this week. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. So um, Philadelphia, Arizona, if it happens that Hollywood Brown plays, but I'm not especially optimistic there. Joe Mixon, Rashi Rice. There's some correlation. It's going to be one in 40. And these things are, uh, of course, top heavy. So first prize is 20,000 and 11th is 500. Uh, Yeah. I mean, listen, the cool thing is, though, too, is you get to start from, from, from scratch, right? So you get to everyone's at zero. So, you know, you don't have to worry about gaining on anybody. And um, I like that you're very running back heavy in a, in a format that's very receiver heavy. So I, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of look at some of the teams you're going against, but uh, I know there's 39 other ones, but I'm assuming they're very receiver heavy because a lot of the underdog people are. Um, I really like your, your, your chances there with a very running back heavy, heavy team here. And they're all, they're all healthy too. 
They're all healthy. Barkley and Mixon, Rashad White, Singletary, and Herbert. And, you know, I got away with it with the receivers because guys like Rashi Rice and even Beckham at times this year have showed up. Curtis Samuel at the bottom. You know, if you can pull that off, the, the strategy for leaning into receivers over there, I think, is perfectly valid. I mean, I, I like to do it, too. But if you just happen to luck into the right ones, that could have been Jonathan Mingo, but it's Rice. That could have been you know, sure. lots of different guys. Even yeah, yeah. JSN is on that team, and he hasn't probably counted too many weeks. So that is uh, – and I won't be able to check that other team point until Thursday. I think Thursday afternoon is when they sort of get through the previous week at underdog, and then you'll be able to see everybody you're playing against. Uh, didn't get there in best ball mania, just short. You and I in the Mastiff, just short. Best ball mania, I was seventh this week, so not like a, not a nail-biter um, with five Lions. That's what got me to week 16. And a couple others that could have been big board, never too early at FFPC, but um, no luck. So week 17, the Dalmatian or bust? Yeah, yeah. What we didn't, we obviously took last week off with the holiday. Um, what are your vibes on best ball for next year? I mean, I know I'm not. I I like the idea of best ball, but I I put a lot of my money into. I feel like I personally have more of an edge in leagues where there's waivers and there's and there's lineup setting and stuff like that, and I, I like the higher stakes and stuff. How did your best ball season? I, I did 40 BBMs. I think I got through on seven, and none of them made it past, you know, that first playoff round. Um, I did the uh, 125 best ball tournament over at the FFPC. I did some super flex tournaments at the FFWC. I just didn't have a very good year in best ball. Um, how, what's your vibe going into next into next year? My challenge is going to be to have the discipline to not want to draft the team at every spare moment that I have. I mean, especially now, I mean, with Best Ball Mania this year, I had three in the top 10,000. So a little bit of money in the account from that. It kind of got me there in terms of that site, and we'll see what happens this week. The Best Ball tournaments at FFPC, I got buried. Yeah. And I, I don't know how. It can't all just be Anthony Richardson got hurt. I mean, there there has to or early draft picks. You and I have joked for years. Like, I'm always getting early draft picks. And, you know, whoops, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, I don't know, Jacobs or somebody. Like, how, how well could you have done? So I, I do want to look into it. And I should do that soon because eventually, you know, not on FFPC maybe, but those rosters disappear. And it, it'll sort of be distorted what actually was, you know, the landscape back in June or July when you drafted them versus how you remember it six months later. Was there a theme this year? There were lots of quarterback injuries. I know I had one, I don't know if it would have been good, but expensive dynasty or rather best ball team that had Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, and Richardson. Like, should that have should that have busted? You don't always know when you lose whether you made any mistakes. And that is really something that's good to analyze, but sometimes hard to know. Yeah, I, I don't take my best, and, and I'm going to try to say this like the right way. I don't take my underdog best ball game very seriously because I just don't, like I'm like the type of guy who likes to look at a 650,000 person tournament and think that I have any shot. So I feel like when I do them, I just, I don't put that much time and effort into the research that go, like I don't want to give people underdog advice. There's so many good underdog people out there and best ball people out there that go, you know, we, and we have them on the show and, you know, we're going to provide you with that information. But I feel like I just kind of use it as a, a tool to keep my mind sharp with the drafting ADP stuff like that, rather than like, Hey, I'm going to go out and 
advanced 30%. I advanced 19% or whatever, and I was okay with it. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, it's maybe we'll get lucky and get one of these teams through. So it was funny just seeing everyone complaining on Twitter about like the format and not getting like, you thought you were going to win. You thought you were going to, there was 600,000 people or more. You thought you were going to win. Like, come on. Like, no, it's so, you had to be so lucky to win. You had to be so, you could be the best best ball drafter in the world and you may never, ever, ever win. And so it's like, don't be hard on yourself. It's very, you gotta be very lucky with these, in these, these tournaments, man. So, um, so yeah, I think that, uh, I, so I don't have a lot to learn in the BBM. I mean, I do have a lot to learn, but I don't have the, the bandwidth to really lock into that. I'm more of a, Hey, what did I do wrong in the FFPC 125 tournament? Like, cause I only did 10 of those. I think I have a good shot at those. I advanced one team that got crushed in the playoffs. Like, where did I go wrong there? I feel like I'm a little bit better at that. I've had much more success in, in the previous with that making money, uh, for, for, for sure. But we get a question here from Don, what, you know, would y'all say week 17 correlation focus is overrated in best ball? I mean, we'll find out this week, you know, like. I don't think it is. You don't think. I, it's I, think, I, I don't yeah, think it's ahead. overrated at all. I think it's, it, it is the only way to fly, especially like the team, the people who are saying it are playing a lot. And so, you know, there's so much variance and randomness built in. Some guys you think are good are going to get hurt or bust and vice versa. And Looking at that Dalmatian team, which is to beat 39 in the finals, I don't think I would have taken correlation very seriously in that, but now I kind of wish I had. But would that have cost me someone else and some other random thing? Right, would have, sure. You know, I, sure. I was second last week. If I'd been third by three points, I made it. I would have been out. Right. And, you know, you talked about com- people complaining. There's no room for that. I mean, you have to know what the odds are and people, even good fantasy players, yes. I guess could be bad at probabilities. So um, no, I, I don't think it's overrated. And if you happen to be lucky enough and good enough to get to this week, then man, you got to love it. If you have the correlation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, you know, to reference back to the, to the, you know, everyone kind of complaining on Twitter, you have to remember, like a lot of us follow all the same people because they're super sharp and they're super smart or entertaining or whatever. And it's very helpful to follow them and, and all that type of stuff. You have to remember, a lot of those people didn't become a thing until they won something. Like, it's not like they were, you know, super famous and look, I'm, I, I, you know, you listen to me and I'm really good and I won. Outside of Pat last year, who got lucky with the situation that happened in the Bills Bengals game probably would not have won. Outside of that, people are are building a brand after they win. So it's like it's you think like, oh, everyone on Twitter's winning. They're not. They're becoming a thing after they win, which they should. I mean, they should absolutely capitalize on that. And of course, but like not that's what you did, right? What I, that's right. That's right. That's, that's, that's I didn't cool. know who Adam was until I got a, a text. Like he, he was top five in the main event. He wants to do a show. Okay. That's credibility. <laughs> Have your you, people call my people, but uh, I'm pretty sure I know who writes so, the ones that I don't. The tweets for the deep end, and I think you were being a little bit silly, but uh, going for the 150k, and I'm going for a humbling 20k. <laughs> humbling, like I would take the taxes out. I would almost pay the entire amount for the win because there's clout. It's the Dalmatian. It's not baseball yeah. mania, and that's you know very different levels. But it it does matter in in the so called space. 
you know what do you actually have to show for it and uh that's what you're all about like you yeah. want skin in the game and you want results and you want people that you follow to be able to prove both yes i mean the gold bills guys okay who are who are great friends of ours now like they're they were no one you've ever heard of from buffalo new york they're the best i'm telling you they're the best and I say this out of the utmost, they're the best fantasy players in the world between, you know, there's a lot of great ones and they're up there with the great ones. You, they're not on, they're on Twitter, but they're not giving out, like, there's so many good fantasy players out there. I want to talk to people who know what they're doing, not people who like, no disrespect to like analysts, but like, I want people who win playing fantasy football. I want, I want receipts. I want like, yeah, you know, you can, you can crunch numbers, but can you actually win at fantasy football? So kudos to people who win. And make a brand out of it. I love it. I support it. I love seeing everyone talk on Twitter about all the sweats they got going on. That's what I want. I want the sweats. I want everyone being excited. And I want to listen to people who are actually good at fantasy football. So that's that's like my thing. You know that. That's what the Deep End Invitational is for. And uh, look, look at that. The best player of all time, Chad Schrader, has won the Deep End Invitational. Uh, Pete Overzot, phenomenal player, won. Go Bills, won. It's like... Uh, it's 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 not a shocker that the best fantasy players in the world are winning these things. I want to say something like you and I each got second, but it'll <laughs> sound like I want to include myself in that group, and I really cannot do that. I mean, so I'll, I'll say there's a difference between first and second. I mean, I might be the first two-time top five player overall. I'm just saying I'm going to try to get up there and see if I can get top five again. We'll see. You have to beat Chad because he's been he has a top five. Uh, Scuderi won last year and has and he won Scuderi, a man? Oh my god, how do I forget? John John's probably listening. Oh, John, I, I apologize. And John I got him. won the main event, won the FFPC main event with one entry. That's a guy you want like he's great. He's a phenomenal player. He's you know, those are the guys you want to really talk to. And and uh and I I enjoy breaking bread with those guys and really like picking at their brains and seeing how they won and what their strategies were. Before we get to one team we want to talk about in this year's main event with a chance to win, it's not ours, just to tell you, <laughs> um, but I'm somewhat connected to it. I would say that I have noticed myself, it's Christmas season, this is what they say happens, you get older, missing, my process was really bad last week, but the week before Christmas. Like I, I would have, I think I could have gotten to Pickens over, Ayuk, maybe. No, it wasn't Ayuk. I, Moster. I think I could have gotten to Pickens over Moster on a Fantasy Pros team that was in the 200th range because quarterback change, explosive plays against a team that gives them up. And so Pickens was not just like a nobody who you would never start, but you drafted him and you had to keep him or something. Like he, it, That was there. And so if you have a partner, maybe sometimes communication slows down, everybody's busier, and you're tired of doing this every day for months. And look, that's on you. That's on me. I mean, if you if you do that, um, it, it gets harder to keep up late in the season. And I, I blame myself somewhat for not uh, – like there were, there were a couple of injury storylines on Sunday that I didn't know about. And that, that that's not deep end uh, caliber Material. analysis right there. Material. I would say, too, I think in best ball, and again, I will look at this more closely once we're done. If we're ever done, I mean, playoff leagues are going to start, and then we're drafting for next year. But I think I go a little bit too young 
you talk about the FFPC ones, FFPC best ball, there are still a lot of weekly games. It's like underdog in that way. So there are also formats you go one to 17, drafters goes one to 17. But I think I got a little bit too rookie crazy this year, thinking about the easy examples that come to mind, like Chase is a rookie of guys that, oh, you know, you didn't have to worry about it. You should have just drafted them in the sixth round and you were fine. This year's receiver class, it's different every year, but what happened with JSN, what happened with uh, Johnston, even Flowers to an extent, uh, I mean, Addison better, but cautionary tale. And I stayed away from these older guys because I feel like they're more likely to get hurt. And if I get to these late season weeks, the rookies are where it's at. Flowers had a nice game yes, uh, for sure. And JSN has come on, but I mean... Um, I think there's something I can learn from that those certain James Conner for the 10th year in a row, James Conner, nobody wanted to draft him and he he did well. So um, I need to be more willing, especially if I'm playing volume to draft guys like James Conner when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you say it, the volume is the the, the key. I gotta, I gotta do the same thing, but I feel like I have to do it at the higher end. I'm so like put off by, taking running back super early and listen outside of McCaffrey, a lot of them stunk that you, that you took super early. I mean, Eckler, you know, a lot of the other guys, Bijan's been hit, hit and miss. Saquon's been hit and miss like a lot. Pollard stunk. Like a lot of the top running backs were not good. And so, uh, um, Chubb. Chubb. And so I think when you, you know, when you get the opportunity to have a, a, a game winning league winning type of player, like a Christian McCaffrey, sometimes you just got to do it and just take it. Um, because Listen, it's 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 that it's the it's what they can offer you right now, like they're doing right now. So um we hey, we do have another I, question question here from Mike about a starter. Speaking of Baltimore, Tua versus Baltimore, CJ versus Tennessee. We can make it quick. I I I say CJ Tua's missing a receiver over there against a really good defense. And if uh if Stroud's back to me, it's Stroud again. I'm fine with that as long as you are confident that he's going to play. Like I'm not sure I would right. Like, it's concussion protocol, so if he's in, he's in. Maybe he's just, you know, maybe that's that's right. But wouldn't rule out Tua having a good game against the Ravens. Thinking again about that game um, last year. There's one thing I wanted to add to your last point, I'm but sorry, I forgot I it. No. There. That's all right. What were you talking about? Sports? Yeah, we were, t- we were talking about sports. You were talking about Christian McCaffrey Connor. taking running backs early. Yes. yes. So I did. I want you for this next year. I've told you about it. Stolen from the Rotowire guys, Coventry and Chris Liss and those guys who talked about their stake draft where oh, 12 team best ball league, or it might even be a managed league. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, everybody in the league goes out for, for a stake dinner when the season's over. The players who finished between fifth and eighth pay for their own. Ninth through 12th last pay for first through fourth. Love that. Um, no holding back on what you get. You're just not taking steak to go or anything like that. You know, just like a, it's a big night. So my friends, Louie and Mike did a three man steak draft last year. I won. Louie comes right out with the bacon wrap scallops. I'm like, all right, I'm not holding back. It was like a $1,700 night, three guys. <laughs> and so we're drinking. And when the draft was over, this is like early April or March, right? What underdog had up was the big board. And yeah, then they're like, well, let's do our stake draft for next year right now. We're all here together, you know, sort of just to connect the two seasons. 
So um, we did, and it was the same order. You won again? I won again and advanced that team and advanced that team to this week, to 16, to week 16. There you go. Um, And I was so excited to see Noah Brown, because who was drafting Noah Brown in March? Like, oh, baby, Noah Brown is my ticket. That's right. Uh, But he might have had another zero. Anyway, that team is sadly. It was a Nico Collins week, for sure. It didn't have him. (laughs) All right. Uh, One more. So. In Las Vegas, some of you know Louie. I've mentioned him a couple times here. Louie G, analytics are for the nerds, his podcast. He and I drafted two main event teams. Uh, one, man, it's been snake bit. Like, we've had so many good players, but Taylor got hurt at the wrong time. Taylor Cup, Achan, Mostert, ETN, Javante among running backs, just loaded. Cup and Atwell, we went Atwell over Nakua at the draft in Las Vegas. Garrett Wilson, Lamb, uh, Debo. Just Dak, Ferguson, that's kind of the whole roster. But bad week 16, we're kind of down. The That was the Friday night in Las Vegas after Lions-Chiefs. The morning before, the morning of the season opener, we drafted the first of our two teams. We were at the two slot in this draft, drafting Jamar Chase second overall. Thursday morning, maybe September 5th in Las Vegas. The team to our right, I was so happy. You get to Vegas, you sit down at a table. We know so many guys by now. It's Scott Connor, one of the first people I met through you on this show. I mean, just as good a dynasty player as I know of. And I was so happy that I know the guy to my right. It's going to be a great time drafting with him. He is second overall in the main with that team, yep. chasing the helmet. He, he might have, They might have been our first interview. I think they were, Scott, Scott and Jay. Um I'm happy they were because they're the reason they're one of the main reasons I got into wanting to do this because listening to their uh, chasing the helmet and it well and then they stopped doing it and here they are here Scott is chasing the helmet right. second place so this is Scott's team second overall in the main I won't scroll all the way to the bottom because they chopped most of the bottom guys on that team there's not there's nobody hiding there's no Kyren Williams hiding there okay that um, that they drafted and that's just the point is that I drafted next to him in this main event and he's got a real look at it gotta love seeing mike evans he's another player that i was talking about with respect to james connor no relation like just sort of have the patience draft mike evans um there's nick commenting about him just a a great job Uh, and joku has been really valuable and um you know here we are with that team does it jump off the page i don't know but they're second in the main event with one week to go that's right. And, and and Nick references serving up softballs down the middle. That's a comment I made on a podcast. I was in the Go Bills draft when they won it all two years ago. Uh, and I made a comment in the podcast. We were just serving them soft. Their team was absurd. Um, but yeah, Christian, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is the, listen, folks at home, this is how you build a hero RB team. You get yourself Christian McCaffrey. And when he stays healthy, you had all these receivers, Devonta Smith, I mean, has he been a bust? I mean, he was great last week, but he wasn't what you were hoping for. He's had some ups and downs. You probably would have rather had some of the other players around him, but Cooper Cup, massive week from there, right? Drake London, Deontay Johnson's been kind of a bust. I've got a lot of him. But again, when you draft five or six of them, Mike Evans, huge, Burks, terrible. I've got so much Burks too. But look at that. Christian McCaffrey, they get JT in the seventh for the stretch run. I mean... Who goes Jordan Addison over? No, I'm just, just kidding. You know, two running backs, Gibbs and Brees Hall, who I, you know, who I love. 
that was probably a discussion there, right? For maybe JT. Um, and Edison's had had his ups and downs too. He's got McBride. I'm looking at the roster now from because we're in the same league together, so I can see the whole thing. Yeah. And he, he got to McBride, got to CEH. Um, McLaughlin for Denver could have been a little useful early in the season, but it doesn't sort of shock you with like maybe Go Bills two years ago, where or last year they started Kelsey and Lamb at the turn, and like, okay, well, GG, right? Right. But um, I'm so happy for Scott. I really hope he gets there. I don't know who's in first. Maybe I I know them and like them more. But no, um, <laughs> just really helpful and smart and somebody you love to see win. So here's yeah. to Scott. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I remember who was in first. I know Chad was in first for a while and he's, I think he's 12th right now, his top team. So, um, but yeah, listen, good luck to Scott. And Scott may have, you know, we, he was unavailable to come on the show tonight. We would love to have had him, but maybe he just wants to be like, yo, I don't want to jinx this thing. I don't want to talk about yeah, this yeah. thing, you know, uh, which I totally, totally get. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. The great man. One of my favorite things about doing this show is all the people that we've met. And every year now, it's just been success of people that whose shows we watch and sh- people who watch our shows. And it's just super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's another player. Now, Scott's a dynasty analyst, but I'm telling you, he's he's a player first. He'll even tell you that. It's another top-notch fantasy player. Scott, you know, Scott, you know, Nick says in the chat, Scott's a beast. Scott is a beast. Scott can kind of be intimidating to talk to because he's just, he's so analytical. He's just so, he listens to, I don't want to misquote, but he'll listen to like 20 podcasts a day. He listens to them on like three X or five X or 10 X or whatever. And he just spews off that information. And he's just like, if he's got a point, he might not be right, but he's going to make it. He's going to have all this supporting. He's I'm just super happy for him. And I hope he, I hope he wins. Also, he sat between Nick can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Scott sat between Nick and me at the bare knuckle last year. And my favorite moment of that draft was picking Miko Hardman in like the 15th round. And Scott goes, <laughs> Michael Shope, like that. He had Mahomes. Look, my team with Louie, Louie would bring up all year that team we drafted next to Scott. Like, this team is good, actually, though, isn't it? We just had Mahomes. You know, if you looked at some of the Mojo data advance rates, just Patrick Mahomes was buried. And you always, you know, maybe you got him with Kelsey. Even in the main event, that was a, a doable thing. And then identifying the wide receiver, like, who is it going to be? And it eventually got to be Rice, but even still, like, there aren't just awesome weeks. He's not Mike Evans. So um, that team, you see A-Chan on it, although he hasn't really met a lot late in the season. Uh, anyway, we thought that team was pretty good when we did it. But Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, there's a lot. Like you said, like, week three or week two, like, there's a lot of juggling balls and pieces, moving Pete. Like, it's just – I just want next year – I feel like this has been – you know, four years in a row now, COVID, COVID, injuries, injuries. I just want like a year where, because it's again, it's hard. Like, hey, let's go back and analyze what happened. Oh, look, half my team got hurt. Okay. How do I analyze that? Like, oh, look, you know, and then you look at some of your your own best ball teams. And I'm like, how did this team get through? Or how did this team not get through? Like this team's loaded, like all these different things. It just doesn't make sense. But um, but there's always something you you, you can learn. Um, and kind of piece together. And like you said, do it now because in a month, you're, you know, when the fantasy playoffs are over and the NFL playoffs are over, you're going to kind of forget or whatever. Some of those teams are going to disappear. So, yeah, do it now. 
Okay, again, good luck to Scott and everybody else out there, main event, fantasy pros, everybody except Dalmatian, we wish you and <laughs> the FFWC right. tournament. That, as long as we're not in it, we really hope you win. That's that's how we want to put it. Uh, as you hear on most, if not all, podcasts, helps us if you write a review, like the show, subscribe. It helps get our, get our numbers up and, um, you know, exposes the show potentially to more people. So um, that would be a nice gesture if you would. Hope you had a great Christmas. Good luck in week 17. Next week, January, we'll be back talking about playoff tournaments and 2024. It'll be great. Uh, appreciate you being with us tonight, Mike and Adam in the deep end. Good night. See you guys. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.